Hi there, it's Ellie Singer, and I have in the studio with me a couple of representatives of Crossroads Ministries, which uh, KTLF has had a long-standing relationship with Crossroads. I've got Bill, who's executive director, and Tina, who is the volunteer coordinator. Did I get that right? Yes. Guys? Okay. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Crossroads Ministries, which, guys, it's really unique and really needed. That I don't know of a whole lot of ministries that the focus is the elderly. The, typically the forgotten, as I refer to them in our society. So, Bill, can you tell, just share a little bit about the, the history of Crossroads Ministries and um, the mission or the purpose of you Crossroads? Bet. Be glad to do that. Um, I'm relatively a newcomer to Crossroads myself, but uh, almost 20 years ago, uh, K.O. and Larson, uh, sh- her parents were aging. They both had some medical issues, and uh, she and her brothers eventually had to come to a decision uh, to put them into a care facility. And for the next 14 years, she and her brothers, one of them or more, uh, visited every day. Mm. And while she was there, she noticed that she and her brothers actually were the exception. Because uh, day after day, as they would go, they would see residents who never had a visitor. Uh, They might see them just sitting in a wheelchair out in the hallway, kind of slumped against the wall. Mm -hmm. Uh, People who, as you had mentioned, had been apparently forgotten, placed in a home and then forgotten. Mm -hmm. And uh, that really affected her deeply. And after both of her parents had passed away, uh, she would have uh, nightmares sometimes, of her mother, uh, just in horrible situations. And it's things that uh, she would never have let her mother go through, but she began to ask God, why am I having these nightmares? I can't help my mother anymore. And the answer she got back was, well, what about the people you can help? And so uh, at the age of 62, after doing several years of research, uh, she launched Crossroads Ministries with the the purpose of putting trained volunteers and chaplains inside uh, skilled and assisted living facilities to, to primarily focus on the spiritual and emotional care of the people inside. Uh, care centers uh, generally do a good job of taking care of physical needs, uh, but their focus is not the spiritual and it's not the emotional. And so uh, we saw a void there and, uh, and Kay moved to fill that. And f- since that time, we have been working uh, and placing volunteers. Tina is our vo- current volunteer coordinator. She holds all of our training sessions uh, for the volunteers. And we just connect uh, people uh, often one-on-one with uh, folks inside of a care facility. We do have some uh, volunteers also who will go inside and do Bible studies and uh, worship services. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd say most of us, correct me if I'm wrong, Tina, but I think most of our volunteers go in and just develop a one-on-one relationship with someone inside of the home. And uh, you get to hear some wonderful stories. One of the regrets I have in my own life is that uh, by the time I was old enough to think to ask my parents, you know, what was it like uh, being a teenager during World War II? What was it like living through the Dust Bowl days in Kansas? Uh, Tell me some of those stories. Well, by the time I thought to ask those questions, they'd both already passed. Mm. So I never heard their stories, but I am hearing stories about that time period from people inside 
uh, some of the facilities right here around Colorado Springs. And uh, again, the purpose, the main purpose is placing those volunteers, but Kay also saw a need for uh, chaplaincy training to train Christian chaplains. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been ongoing for the last 10 years. And we have uh, trained chaplains uh, all across the United States. We're starting to take on an international flavor now with the Internet, and the classes are all virtual. Uh, we uh, probably are in the next session when it starts. We'll have a Canadian um, uh, trainee and perhaps someone from Pakistan as well. So we're starting to, to branch out and have uh, not just a impact across the United States, but uh, perhaps worldwide. And so we're excited to think about what God may be leading us towards um, in the future. So, <laughs> wow, what a heart behind it. And uh, it's it's really unique in its whole scope. What if someone is listening right now, they're thinking, I want to volunteer. I have a heart for the elderly. What would they do? Well, let me throw that over to Tina. She's a great one to answer that one. She sure. was ready to talk. I thought I'm excited. Yeah. All right. And, um, they could call our office and set up a one-on-one uh, hour with me to go over the training manual. We'd love to hear their story um, of how they became a Christian and where their heart is for the elderly, why they chose uh, that type of volunteer work. And then go from there, you know, we do a background check and I go with them the first couple times they go into a care facility. And um, I just love my volunteers. And mm. uh, I do four, approximately four group trainings a year at our office. So that's an option too. We have one coming up in September. And it's it's a great opportunity to um, just be the hands and feet of Jesus. And mm-hmm. when I came to Crossroads, I didn't, I didn't know about elder care ministry. A friend had told me about Crossroads, and in 2020, I was looking for a place to start serving the Lord again, and it was just the best thing I ever did. And I didn't even know we had a cross um, chaplaincy school. And so, two months later, after being a volunteer there, 15, 20 hours a week. I just knew the Lord wanted me to go to chaplaincy school. Mm-hmm. And I had been a makeup artist my whole life. And so God can use anyone. And I love Bill's story, too. He was a pastor for many years. And chaplaincy school is is really good. It helps you learn to listen, ask the right questions, and be fully present with the people that you're serving. Chaplaincy school ups your game as far as a volunteer going into these settings and things, too. You become much more effective then, right? It's not that people can't go in and visit and shouldn't. My mother worked as a nurse's aide mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Funny little story, self-story here. After my brothers and I might get in a fight, I would walk out, way out to the nursing home where she worked. And I can still remember the names of Katie and um, Mrs. Albano, I can remember some of their little habits and things. That uh, and one guy named Casimiro, who we always called Casanova, just for fun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but I remember names of several of these people mm-hmm. that I would visit regularly when I'd go out waiting on my mom to get off work, and it's priceless to them because they they welcome you just like we talked about earlier. You know, there's a lot of them. They just pass time there, and it's yeah. So to yeah. have a heart and and give value offer value to these people it's like hey wait no you are valuable you're not just tucked away in the you know the junk drawer so to speak yeah they miss children too so yeah um we had an opportunity to bring a group of of girls 
um, to help serve tea. We we do tea parties. That's part That's of the great. emotional care aspect. Yeah. And it's really helped them get out of isolation that they got used to. Mm-hmm. The activity directors would say to me, can you believe so-and-so is out of her room attending the tea party? She won't even oh. go to a, a craft or bingo. But the tea parties have been so beautiful because we set a nice table. We um, really, truly spend time with them. And then they really talk with each other and joke around and it's just a beautiful time so we do about four to six tea parties a month four to six a month okay we talked about this earlier but you didn't give a phone number somebody may be listening going tea parties and all this stuff they're collecting they're thinking i want to volunteer i want to help you know so uh can they go to the website and the website crossroadsusa.org crossroadsusa.org but what if they want to call yes our office number is 719-635-5767 okay 719-635-5767 do you do any makeup for any of the residents there since you're a makeup artist do you do that sometimes i have thought about having a little spa party for my women that's in one of my bible studies so even though i'm the volunteer coordinator i wanted to make sure that i could you know, be inside a couple of the care facilities doing Bible studies and one-on-one visits. So I do about five hours. That has been in the back of my mind because you know what? A little lipstick in Jesus is really fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, g- g- preach it, girl. It'll uh, brighten their day. Oh, um, I can't imagine how well that would be responded to by by at least some of them. Yeah, you know, I know, Bill, you're going, yeah, right, okay. Well, you know. <laughs> no, no, I was going to jump in and say, uh, well, I love all that, but uh, you mentioned that the chaplaincy training uh, will help uh, when you're with folks, and that's true. Yeah. But you don't need any special training. You right. just need to be willing to. Sometimes all they want is someone to listen. I had a woman one time. I was talking with her, and I said, "Well, uh, everybody's got a story. Why don't you tell me a story or two?" Yeah. Well, I don't have any stories. I said, "Well, why don't you just tell me?" Where you grew up. And that opened the floodgate. She talked nonstop for the next 20 minutes. And she had grown up as neighbors with Milton Burrell, if you recognize that name. And uh, she had gone into a factory during World War II. And, of course, so many women in that generation uh, had a chance to go uh, work for the first time outside the home. The Rosie uh, but, it just, <laughs> but she yes. she thought, well— what she, I think she was really saying was, well, I don't think my stories are important, but as, if you will just give them the time to listen. I'm so it means so much that. to them. And the smallest things, uh, they're so appreciative. Uh, I do some worship services at a couple places, and uh, I discovered uh, accidentally one Sunday uh, by telling just a stupid elephant joke um, <laughs> that they loved it. So from then on, I always had to bring three or four just really stupid jokes. Uh, but they would would insist that I would tell them. Uh, and one of them, one of the residents told me afterward, they said, you know, uh, you always make fun of your jokes. You say your jokes are no good. And they aren't, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but they said, we never laugh. Yeah. We just need a chance to laugh. <laughs> and so it all takes, it can be as simple as a stupid elephant joke. Yeah. Yes. Uh, will make their day. Just letting them know they're not invisible right. and off in the margins, right. period. You know, what were you going to say? Well, to I, I was, I like that Bill pointed out that you don't have to go to chaplaincy school right. or have special qualifications right. to be a volunteer. That's so important because for example, 
we have some volunteers that go in and write letters because their hands are arthritic and they can't write letters to loved ones or find their family members. So I had a volunteer that helped a woman find long lost family members and write letters to them and get in touch with them. And that was really important to her. Gold. That is absolute gold. So let's let's talk about the the different things, the different opportunities to support Crossroads. Again, a ministry focused, the heartbeat of this ministry is the elderly. Every sep- around September, typically, is the major fundraiser, right, for yes. Crossroads. And then, of course, we've partnered with you, too, with Operation Golden Christmas. Um, is there anything you wanted to mention about that? And that's all information that's going to be at the website, too, if people want to get yes, involved. Yes, we have some... Uh, we have some major efforts every year that we typically do. Mm-hmm. One, of course, is focused around Christmas. Um, Kay realized uh, early on that uh, sometimes uh, the people inside the facilities, they don't have any visitors during Christmas, and they get no presents. Right. So we want to make sure that every resident uh, has a present, mm-hmm. and so we make gift bags for them. And uh, we need help, of course, assembling all those. And what goes in them varies uh, somewhat year to year uh, based on what the activity directors or the life enrichment directors uh, say is needed. Uh, and then since COVID has ended, we also have the opportunity now to go in and, and personally hand those out. So we host Christmas parties uh, at uh, some of the facilities to do that. Uh, but collecting all those, putting the the uh, funding that and putting the... Um, the bags together, that's always a major effort every year in November and December. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to do something around Easter time. Uh, we recognize folks on Mother's Day, Veterans Day, uh, other events like that. There was Grandparents Day. We had a couple of churches made a bunch of cards for us, and uh, we were able to distribute for that. Tina, why don't you uh, add to that? Oh, by the way, I want to mention, too, You don't. there's ways to— to help these folks without necessarily going inside a nursing home. Some folks are uncomfortable Good. with that idea. Yeah. And we do have a, a whole group of volunteers who do nothing but knit uh, <laughs> caps for us. You still have knit with? Blankets, and then those <laughs> be, go into the uh, Christmas gifts. And that I'm glad you brought that up because people that can contact your office again if they want to come in and do some of the writing of cards. and But what mm-hmm. you're, basically what you're saying is that Pretty much year-round. This isn't just the thing that Crossroads Ministries does Christmas and Easter, but it is an ongoing ministry. You just find opportunities to highlight, you know, yes. the holidays, the Grandparents' yes. Day, the Veterans' Day, all those things. So it's it's like the, the people in these care centers, they have a pretty consistent, um, you know, v- pretty consistent with visitors and that kind of thing because of Crossroads, right? That's our goal. Yeah, that is, that is our goal. And consistency is imp- really important for uh, uh, the folks in that age group. Yeah. And uh, so that always helps. And we want to find ways, like like you mentioned, to uh, to remind them that somebody remembers them. And, and particularly our focus is we want to remind them that God has not forgotten them. Yeah. Uh, as Tina put it, we are hands and feet on his behalf. Uh, so we're not going because we're great people. We're going because we want to remind them that God has not forgotten them. Amen. And with Christmas, is I know a huge 
thrust. We've partnered with you with, with that. And I've been to one of those packing parties, and there's so much fun uh, where the, all the fun. tables with their people things people donated and well we did the um we did the collection we do the knit the, the knit, yarn. yarn collection yarn knitting drive. yeah and i was thinking i still remember one of the groups that knit for you was called the knitwits i think in woodland park and it just cracked me up i love it but so we do the the yarn drive mm-hmm. and wow what an amazing response to that one year i i don't knit one year in my driveway, there's a bright yellow big bird, bright yellow skein of yarn. The wrapping wasn't on it, but for the rest, it was complete. And my dog ran after it like, oh, new toy. And I retrieved it. but And it was right around time, the yarn drive. So I knew exactly <laughs> where it was going to go. It was great. It just blew in my driveway, yeah. I guess. It was pretty funny. I want to thank your listeners for that. We got so much needed yarn. Yeah. And it was so wonderful. So we need more knitters now who can make, you know, shawls. Yeah. lap blankets small you know that can fit around a wheelchair that's not going to drag on the floor but that can keep them warm yeah. and the women love the, the colors yeah. yeah and the men sometimes they go outside uh the facility they have like a garden or an area to gather and they do need gloves and hats and scarves in the winter yeah. if they do that and i also want to thank the listeners for christmas in july donations <laughs> that they gave because Amazing. Yes, they that gave us a head start, and we're so appreciative. And when I first came to the ministry, this is like a funny story. I said to Kate, why are we giving them stuffed animals? They're seniors, they're not children. She says, Tina, they love them. And, you know, I was new. I didn't know what I was doing. But <laughs> when I w- went that year, it was COVID, so we couldn't go in to have the parties and right. hand deliver the gifts. But when I went to... One of the places I saw the stuffed animal in the window, and it made me smile. Oh yeah! And then at another place, I saw twenty or thirty or four—I don't even know—all these little stuffed animals on the walker. And um, <laughs> I recently sent KTL a picture of another walker that had three of them, and it just made me smile because they do love them so much, and it brings a smile to their faces. And we have that picture posted at the the yes. website at ktlf dot radio. So, so yeah. <laughs> and, well, and you think about that. I remember when my mother was in the hospital, I went and bought uh, a cat because she had lost a cat that she mm. had. Mm. But for them to have something, and, and this was a hospital, not nursing home, but something to touch, yeah. just right. that t- right. the tactile right. part of it mm-hmm. matters. So those stuffed animals, yeah. Some of us never outgrow those anyway, but um, so it also we, brightens their room up. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, and they may it may be their imaginary friend they can talk to, and I'm not going to fault them. There you go. One, uh, there's a 90 year old woman that uh, I visit one of the facilities here. She was a missionary in mm-hmm. Papua New Guinea for decades. Wow. And um, she has some great stories about that. But she has uh, a uh, collie dog stuffed animal in her room named Yankee Doodle. So I always look for Yankee Doodle when I go to visit her and <laughs> and. Um, we have a discussion about Yankee Doodle, and and uh, then we just enjoy each other's company. But the, but the stuffed animals are great. Yeah. Yankee Doodle behaves and everything. He doesn't sneak Most of out time. Mind Most of the time. <laughs> and they probably love giving them names. Yes. You know, so I... Well, I'd, some of them even name their walkers. I was calling a one resident by the wrong name for several months because I'd seen um, Luis... 
on her walker, so uh-huh. I was calling her Louise. Well, her her actual name was Thelma, but someone had thought about Thelma. the movie <laughs> Thelma and Louise, and so Thelma and her walker. I love it. And so I they bet- keep a sense of humor, just like the rest of us. That is great. I bet you anything that Thelma, when she had a car, it had a name. <laughs> I bet she named her car just like her walker. That's there her transportation go. now. But, but to, I love that 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 kind of wit. That so this um, been a delightful conversation. Just it's giving it's giving the listeners a view inside these facilities to see a little bit of what's going on, as well as inside of Crossroads Ministries. What would be what would be your um, I don't what would be your appeal? What would be what would you say to somebody listening right now that maybe think, yeah, it sounds like a good idea that, that you think, oh, it's much more than a good idea. What would you, what would be like your uh, cl- close the deal thing? And I'm obviously not asking for hype and schmooze or anything, I'm, you know, but what maybe a rewarding story of your own, you've already shared some of them. Is there another story you could tell well, that you think this, just like you, something we makeup artist? touched on that's actually related to uh, KTLF is uh, music. Music uh, really has the ability to calm uh, people, uh, to soothe them, to remind them, reconnect them with memories of childhood. There was a uh, one time I went for a service at a facility here and uh, there was a new resident uh, that they brought in for the service and she was very agitated. She was upset uh, and she called me Joe because I was a man. Her caregiver was Joe, and she was confused, and uh, she didn't really understand what was happening. Uh, So when she saw me, saw that there was a a man there, she said uh, she would call me Joe. Uh, But when we started the service, when we started the first hymn, she was quiet. Mm -hmm. I glanced over at her, and she was just sitting with her eyes closed, and tears were coming down her face because she was reconnecting uh, with... Uh, with some memories and reconnecting with God during that moment. And one of the things that we have done in the past is uh, taken little preloaded music players into the facilities uh, that have hymns on them and interspersed with Scripture. And the activity directors uh, often will use them if uh, someone is agitated. They find that music will help calm them. Wow. And the kind of music that you guys play Mm-hmm. Uh, really connects with uh, a lot of the people that that we have the chance to interact with, and they have it on a. I want to say USB. There's a little. Um, it's very small. I don't know technically what it is. We call yeah. it a Hope Player, but it's a preloaded, uh, battery operated, or yeah, battery operated, rechargeable. Uh, that uh, we get from another ministry. Uh, oh, that's fantastic! That's based out of uh, Monument. Okay. That is fantastic. So we've talked about the the Christmas is a big outreach. What about families? You know, sometimes with families, parents want their children to make that kind of connection with the elderly and to, you know, to learn to give of themselves. Um, what about a family that wants to get involved? I mean, do you have people like that, full, full-fledged, full you know, regular families that, that are part of Crossroads? Uh, right now we have two. And they help with church services, and it's beautiful to see. And then after church, we did a tea party, and the children got to serve the cookies, and it was really awesome. So, yes, we would love more families. And we have something called the James Project, and that is where we would love to partner with churches in our community and nationwide 
to help them model after what we're doing Mm -hmm. and to equip them with all the resources of what we're doing, like large print hymnals, um, ideas of how to do Operation Golden Christmas. And then families can get together and parents and children can write the Christmas cards. Mm. They can pack the bags. They can Mm -hmm. go in and deliver them. And like I said, the seniors in care centers miss children. Many of them don't have their own families visiting them. Right. And if they do, it's only a couple times a year sometimes. Yeah. If their family's out of state. So I would love to see volunteers ad- like adopt a grandparent, you know, have their children adopt a grandparent. And we, yeah. we all are so busy nowadays, but right. truly, if we think about the time we spend on social media and we think about the time we do so much um, that is just not intentional, we do have an hour a week that we could go visit somebody. Yeah, you, you preach. And you're talking about that's, that would be, again, it's not, you're not obligating anyone, but an hour a week would be nice if you could. Yes. and some, One hour a week, not an hour a day, an no, hour a week. Or even two hours a month. Uh-huh. The key, like Bill said earlier, is consistency. Yeah. So that person saying, oh, it's it's the second Saturday of the month. Um, My person's going to come visit me today. You know, they look forward to it. So if it's weekly, that's a great way to build the relationship. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, too. I'm glad you brought that up. People want to get in touch with you again. Online, it is crossroadsusa.org. And the phone number is... 635-5767. Area code 719. Give me that again. I didn't... 719-635-5767. Five seven six seven. Easy enough to remember, and so that's a way to get a hold of Crossroads. People listening right now, it's like, you know what? I think I can get on board with that because it's not. You guys have just expanded this. It's a really active kind of a whole body. It's not just a one or two times a year, a gratuitous, you know, paying attention to the elderly, but it's getting involved and i'm glad you brought that up because all of us a lot of it's okay how much time do i need to commit that would be a first question mm-hmm. okay next question here um getting close to wrapping this up here somebody that's listening long distance you know online or whatever they're thinking i want to get something like that going here sure what do so, they do a couple things we've done is Recently, um, we did a Zoom presentation on our ministry, what we do, and we our goal was to encourage them to do the same and that we would provide the training and the resources they needed. So say you're in Illinois, you can gather a bunch of churches together or a bunch of um, people from your Bible study and, and Zoom me in to do that. That's one way. Another way, uh, what we did was in Florida, um, by phone, I contacted some activity directors and asked what their spiritual and emotional needs were mm-hmm. and what we do. And then I was connected with a person in that same town and helped connect them to that activity director. And then Crossroads mailed them a bunch of items that they could use to host their own tea party. The tea parties are great. I know I keep talking about it because it gets us in the door. Yeah. And again, it provides that emotional um, care that leads to Bible studies. It leads to one-on-one visits because then you meet 
Rose, for example, and you fall in love with Rose and you and you ask her, would you like me to visit you more often, not just with tea parties? And then you have that connection. If you have that first name and that room number, Mm -hmm. then you can go in and visit them and adopt a grandparent. I would imagine for the activity directors at these different facilities, too, that it's probably really life giving for them. It is. You know, because it, it expands beyond just kind of rote and routine. Some. Yes, it gives them a break because while we are doing the tea party, yeah, they can either sit and relax, which is right. so wonderful for them, yeah, or they can be caring for other people that they need to care for. And then I would think too, because that you actually give them even unwittingly tools to help them. It's like, oh wait, that's what they did when Crossroads was here, and you know, to to help broaden their own horizons with what they do. Many Is times that, we gift them the tea set, so yeah, then they can great. do that oh. with their people. That is wonderful. Okay, we are about to wrap this up here. Any final thoughts in the next, what, 30 seconds or so that you'd like to contribute, Bill or Tina? Well, you touched on this earlier. I think you were asking, like, what's our biggest need? And our biggest need is always uh, volunteers. Okay. We we have uh, facilities right here in the Colorado Springs area who would like to have one of our volunteers, but we don't have a volunteer to send them. Okay, and they can call you and find out what volunteering looks like and the different ways they can serve. And again, the phone number, if you would kindly give that, please. To 719-635-5767. Or online, it's crossroadsusa.org. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Tina, for taking the time and sharing about this amazing ministry of Crossroads USA. Thanks, Ellie. Thank you.